It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Election College, Episode 8, The Louisiana Purchase and Election of 1804. In this episode of Election College, Jefferson buys a bunch of land for a little bit of money, hates Aaron Burr, and Aaron Burr kills a guy. Let's throw a political party. Face it. The political scene sucks, but did it always? It's time for election college, and class is in session. Now, your hosts, Jason Goff and Ben Smith. Hey everybody, I'm Jason Goff. And I am Ben Smith. Let's get into it. So, uh, Thomas Jefferson, huh? Pretty, pretty cool guy. Yeah. Uh, I, I think the guy is looking better and better every moment. He's the president right now. Well, not, not literally right now, but like, you know, back in the 1800s, early 1800s, Thomas Jefferson's president. And man, this whole journey he had to take to become president, fighting with Aaron Burr and scrapping with his rotundity, but he's made it. He's here. So. His presidency gets off to a little, a little bit of a crazy start, but really tide starts to turn in 1803 when he gets a bunch of land. If you've heard the name Louisiana Purchase, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about when France controlled some territory, which, you know, called the Louisiana Territory kind of makes sense. And they controlled it from 1699. But then Spain comes along in 1762 and takes it away from them. You might remember um, when we had the French and Indian War, how the French were here in the U.S. soil, and they were on that territory that they owned at that point until Spain took it from them. Yeah, so France wanted to reestablish some traction in North America, so they took it over. I think Napoleon said, eh, eh, eh. It is mine. Exactly like that. Yeah. So in 1800, he took it over. And they decided to sell it because of a slave revolt in Haiti. So they owned Haiti, and there was an impending war with Great Britain. And they're like, hey, we got to get some money, and we got to get it fast. And just so happens, the United States wants to buy New Orleans and then, you know, some of the little territory around it, uh, just there nearby. So American migrants were settling it piece by piece, and they thought this is how it would continue to go. But then 
they were afraid they would lose it to another country after France was unstabilized. Right, the whole revolution and Le Miserable and all that good stuff. Yeah, master of the house, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. keeper of... So Jefferson is like, okay, we've got this opportunity, we've got to get this territory, and there's a bunch of people who say, no, that's unconstitutional, Mr. Thomas Jefferson, president extraordinaire, you're not allowed to do that. And then there's other people who are like, yeah, but how much is it going to cost? Because if it's cheap, if it's cheap, we could do that, right? Yeah. And so since TJ, I mean, he's been through a lot, right? Absolutely. And he's like, okay, I am, I'm the man now and I am allowed to negotiate whatever treaties I want to. And part of the purchase of Louisiana, it included an agreement to remove France's presence in the territory. So, hey, it was cool for him to authorize it. Sounds like a treaty to me, right? I mean, why not? Yeah. yeah. Jefferson is still, I mean, he's got this kind of loophole worked out, but he's still a little bit hesitant to negotiate this treaty. And he really doesn't want to bend the Constitution around like that. But in the long run, he's figuring we really need this land. We need to make sure positively that the French don't have it. And even more than that, we need to make sure the British don't get it back because they might go to war soon. Exactly. So, you know, TJ's pretty on, on pretty good terms with France throughout his career. I mean, he, he's been accused of being very French-like, but he sends representatives over to France to negotiate. And the representatives, they were prepared to pay up to $10 million for New Orleans. So... They get there, and there is this – can I say ginormous? Yeah, ginormous is a totally legitimate word. Okay, so there's this ginormous territory that France had, and they said, hey, Americans, we like you. How about 15 million bucks, and it's yours? The whole thing. Not just the city of New Orleans and some surrounding territory for 10 million, but basically – oh, man, I don't even know how many times that. It pretty much tripled the size of the United States, though. So you figure however much the United States had of land, triple that, and that's how much more you can get for $15 million. And Jefferson's like, mm, I, I really just authorized them to buy New Orleans. I hope they do it. And the representatives are like, okay, we know he just authorized us to the, buy New Orleans, but we're just going to go ahead and say he'll probably be cool with this. Yeah, and from what I heard, the satellite dishes – and then the satellites that were hovering over the Atlantic Ocean at the time, they went out. Right. Yeah. There's probably some serious cloud cover. They couldn't get the um, message back and forth quick enough. So the reps were just like, I will do it. Yeah. That sounds good to us. So the Louisiana Territory, it included land from 15 present U.S. states and even went up into Canada a little bit. A little bit of two provinces were included in that. So they got all this land for the cool price of 15 million bucks, which is a lot of money, Sweet. but it's a lot less money than the whole territory was worth. And France is just like, we need money. Let's do it. So the U.S. pays $11.25 million cash. And then do you think they carried that money like in their wallets or? Well, they probably had it in the bottom in of the boat, like stored down under the floorboards. Okay. Yeah. That way, if it sunk, it was the first thing to go. <laughs> Be like, where's the dough? Right. Uh, and then, uh, France owed us a little bit of money 
and we were like, hey, you know that three and a quarter million OS? Just write that off and we'll count that as part of the purchase price. That sounds good. Yeah. So three cents per acre is essentially what we paid for everything. That's pretty dang good by today's standards for sure. Dude, I would take 42 cents an acre. Absolutely. So, Ben. Yeah, you sound troubled. Yeah. Aaron Burr. Aaron Burr. I thought we agreed never to mention his name again. Aaron Burr. Jefferson does not like Aaron Burr. If you don't remember why, you can listen back a few episodes, but I'm going to tell you now, too. It'll be a little more in detail if you go back, but... Oh, you anger me so much, Ben. Why? 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 <laughs> Aaron Burr and Thomas Jefferson were running together. TJ was running for prez, and Burr was running for vice president. They tie. Aaron Burr won't give it up. And some people even said that Aaron Burr was on a plan to get himself elected as president. There was some conspiracy, and then somebody chickened out, and they tie, and Aaron Burr is a jerk about it. Yeah, so Jefferson, of course, never trusts him again, and Burr is ostracized from politics. And Burr didn't really have much to offer uh, to the world, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, but... Uh. He was the president of the Senate as his role in, as the vice president. So he did revolutionize some traditions and um, some procedures that are still in place to this day. But I'd really rather not even give him the time of day to compliment him. So right. I'm not. Right. Yeah. Instead, why don't we just talk about how he killed the Wizard of Oz? Oh, great. Yeah. yeah that that sounds like a great idea. <laughs> so the the whole thing goes down with Jefferson hates Aaron Burr. He's not going to allow him to run with him in the 1804 election. And, I mean, there aren't really tickets, but he's not going to allow him to run with him. He's not going to give him his support. So Burr's like, all right, I'm going to run for governor of New York. Yeah, so he goes up to the Empire State, and guess what? What? <laughs> the people of New York are awesome. They do not vote for him. Uh, but Burr blames his loss on some things that the spend doctor Alexander Hamilton, as well as others say. And so Hamilton supposedly said that Burr was quote, a dangerous man and one who ought not be trusted with the reins of government. I agree. Yeah, that sounds about right. Mm -hmm. So Aaron Burr sends a letter to Hamilton to see if what he said was true or not, because it was just reported in a newspaper. And so they send some letters back and forth. And Burr says, Hey, Hammy, Take back all the bad stuff you've ever said about me. And Hamilton's like, nope, not going to do it. Yeah, so Burr says, hey, Hammy, Alex. <laughs> the, the third. <laughs> he just has so many nicknames now. Hey, Wizard of Oz, Alex, Hammy, I'm challenging you. He pulls out his glove and slaps him across the face and says, let's have a duel. And everybody, of course, knows that dueling is outlawed and the sentence for dueling in New York was death. Now, if you think, if you think <laughs> yeah. about it, well, obviously the one person's going to die, but what this is basically saying is even if you don't die, you just get shot in the arm or something, or you're the guy who shoots the other guy. Your penalty is death. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film. If only in theaters, May 17th, Do you want to tell people the big news, 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Mother's Day is almost here and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Yeah. Congratulations. Okay, you're dead. So they met on July the 11th of 1804 to duel. And get this, Ben. It's the same exact spot as Hamilton's son had been in when he died in a duel. Man, that's rough. Bad luck. Yeah. And get this. They used the same pistols that had been used when... When Hamilton's son dueled. Now that seems to me like Hamilton should have realized they might be cursed or something. I don't know. Yeah, your last name is Hamilton. You're using the same location. You're using the same guns. (laughs) So Hamilton, Mrs. Burr, and there's a whole long story and explanations behind this and some conspiracy as well as far as positions and gun triggers and everything, but the whole story wraps up into this. Hamilton misses Burr completely, and Burr hits Hamilton right above the hip in the abdomen and pierces his spine and his liver. And as you know, you need your spine and liver pretty well intact to live, and so they take him to a place in New Jersey where he dies the next day. Yeah, and Burr was charged with multiple crimes, including murder, but was never tried in court. And and you know why, Jason? You know why he was never why? tried in court? Because he's still the vice president and he killed a guy. Oh. Yeah. Yes. I do not like this guy. He goes to South Carolina to flee. And then a little while later, he's like, well, I guess I should go back and finish out my, my job at the... <laughs> At the Capitol, so I'll go back and finish out my term as vice president. Why not? Hey, Ben, what's a good idea when you're a rascal like Aaron Burr in this era? What should we charge him with? Treason. So Burr was later tried with treason over a controversial letter about stealing land that was purchased over there in the Louisiana Purchase. And TJ wanted a conviction and even challenged the Supreme Court's authority. So the whole deal was... Burr sends a letter to Jefferson and says, if you don't stop challenging this and trying to get me in trouble, I'm going to do you much harm. And Jefferson's like, I don't care. I'm going to do it anyway. (laughs) And so 
really what happens is Bird doesn't get convicted, even though everybody pretty much assumes he's guilty. Um, although there are some conspiracies that maybe Thomas Jefferson set him up. Who knows? And Burr was not convicted and pretty much goes into obscurity after that point. And that's that's kind of all we have to say about Burr. Yeah. Do you think his hair grows out thick and his fingernails grow out really <laughs> long and nasty? He becomes and- feral. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> well, we'll just say that. Let's say it with a lot of confidence, and I think the listeners will agree. You agree, right, listeners? Yeah, that's what happens to Aaron Burr. So I know we really hate on Aaron Burr a lot, and believe me, there's a lot to hate about him, but there is a book called Fallen Founder, The Life of Aaron Burr, and it does talk pretty candidly about some of the stuff you read in your history books and in Wikipedia, but it also kind of explores a different side of Aaron Burr. And kind of um, opens it up that maybe there was a little more to him than we see from the tainted opinions at the time. Um, if you want and you like listening to things, obviously you do. You're listening to a podcast. You can check that out on Audible for free. And um, Audible is a audiobook service that is subscription-based. And uh, you pay month by month. You get credits every month. But Jason's going to tell you how to get a month for free. Yeah, so hop over to electioncollege.com slash audible. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E. And get your book. It's as easy as that. Sign up for an account. It's free. And your first book is free. So electioncollege.com slash audible. So Jason, after Aaron Burr, kills a guy and disappears and his hair grows out long and fingernails turn to dust or something. What happens to Thomas Jefferson? So TJ runs again and really there's not much question on whether or not he would run or not because he's doing a pretty good job. The, the big discussion was around who would become the vice president because Aaron Burr is out. <laughs> he killed a guy. I mean, come on. Nobody's going to vote for him. <laughs> right. So in comes George, we got the funk Clinton as the running mate. And Clinton had been the governor of New York, ironically enough. And the Federalists put Charles Pinckney and Rufus King out there to say, hey, let's try to run against TJ. But you know what? Thomas Jefferson just destroys them. He gets 92% of the electoral vote and 73% of the overall vote, which sets some records, you could say. Yeah, I'll say. So just out of curiosity, Ben, were there any popular slogans, anything like that going on at the time? Well, the Federalist, who, you know, the underdogs, they had this slogan that said, the friends of the people, not their flatterers. And I have to tell you, Jason, I think it's right because apparently they didn't flatter enough people to get their votes. <laughs> that almost sounds like a parent telling their kid, I am not your friend. Well, I am your friend, but I'm not going to flatter you. Right, right, exactly. And and uh, also the Federalists really tried to set Jefferson up as an infidel and a demagogue and an atheist. And some of those things may be true, especially the atheist part. You know, <laughs> nobody was really – sure exactly what he believed, except it was different, but um, it seems like it didn't really work out very well for them. So the Federalists had this pamphlet that they produced in 1804 that said, quote, 
observations upon certain passages in Mr. Jefferson's notes on Virginia, which appear to have a tendency to subvert religion and establish a false philosophy. <laughs> was that to say that he was putting an exacto knife to his Bible? I think so. Actually, I think that's the case, except exacto probably didn't exist, but yeah. And I hate to give the exacto company any grief over that. I'm sure that most people are using exacto knives with their Bibles in a good way. Right. For crafts and stuff or whatever. Yeah. So what about the Democratic Republicans? The Democratic Republicans said, we enjoyed peace and respect abroad, happiness and tranquility at home. With many burdens lightened and no new impositions laid, we have been enabled to diminish the public debt. And that was their kind of slogan that they went on. Yeah, so I like that. I mean, it sounds nice. No, no more public debt, even though we bought pretty much half of North America. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I dig it. Did I just say I dig it? You did. You know what I dig, Jason? Canva. Yeah. Canva is one of my favorite websites and programs on the internet at the moment because it enables me to do all sorts of free image editing. And if you're not familiar with Canva, we're going to tell you about it. Let's say you have a favorite president and you've got Thomas Jefferson. And you're like, hey, this is a really nice picture of Thomas Jefferson. But I want to have a campaign slogan with this picture. So you upload the picture of TJ and you slide it over onto your little image editor thing in Canva, which makes total sense when you're in it because it's so user-friendly. You click on the title, Delio, on the left-hand side of the page, slide it over, and put the slogan on there, and it's that easy. If you can click, drag, and type, you will be able to use Canva, and we will give you the opportunity to get $10 for free. And by the way, you only have to pay for stock images and maybe some layouts every now and then, but you can use Canva for a long time for free. We'll give you $10 for free on Canva if you go to electioncollege.com slash Canva. I love Canva. And you know what else I love? I bet you're going to say something about iTunes reviews. Yeah, check this out. Matt DeLuna he said, as a big history buff, this show's concept is right up my alley. Plus, at about 30 minutes or less, which we do our best to keep it under that amount, it's a good show to start and finish while on my commute to work. I can't wait until they get to the JFK Nixon presidential election. That's going to be a good one, Ben. I think it will be. I totally agree. If you want to tell us what you're excited about hearing in the future, you can do that at Twitter. Facebook and Instagram, all at Election College. And hey, we're even on Periscope where you can interact with us and tell us real time what you're thinking as well. Yeah. And if you like what you hear, head over to iTunes right now. Give us a review. Hit the purple subscribe button. And we promise to love you forever. We've even made it easy for you. If you really want to leave us a review on iTunes, just go to electioncollege.com forward slash iTunes and you'll be right on our page ready to leave a review. Yay, iTunes. Yay, Election College. Thanks everybody for listening. We'll talk <laughs> to you next time. See you later. <laughs>